You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. This is Ruv English and I'm Darren Adam. Thank you as ever for your time. Today I have come to the Gavabaya headquarters of a company which has a 40-year presence in Iceland. Indeed, 40 years is what it is celebrating this year. The company is Morel. It is a food processing company. It's possible you know a lot about it. It's possible you've never heard of it, despite it being here in the capital region for four decades. We're going to hear from a number of employees from various parts of the world, from Mexico, Morocco, and from China who work here. But I want to start our conversation with Stacy Katz, the chief financial officer, originally from the USA. You've been here for 12 years. Indeed. 12 years uh, originally from New York. And or let me just start with the difference then between New York and Iceland. Was it New York State or New York City? So I moved here directly from Manhattan to okay. New York City. And, and yes, very different. Let's put it that way. And did you want to come to Iceland particularly or was it the job that was of interest or both? So indeed, I, I chose to come to Iceland. At the time when I came, I had both uh, job opportunities in London and in Iceland and decided to come to Iceland despite everybody in my life's advice, which was to move to London at the time. <laughs> so this was my choice. It was for a job. It was not with Morel. So uh, I've been with Morel for nine years and I've been in Iceland for 12. Okay. But uh, I was really looking for something different. That's clear. Well, I'm always fascinated by people who make the, the permanent journey to Iceland. Let's talk about Morel, because for a lot of people listening to this program, they'll be very familiar with the name and what the company does. But for those who aren't familiar with Morel, what exactly happens here? Yeah, so uh, at Morel, we are basically making food processing equipment for poultry, meat, fish, and most recently, plant, pet and feed uh, segments. So basically what that means is that uh, we can sell anything from a simple scale that can that can uh, weigh a fish, but all the way through to an entire poultry factory that is processing at 15,000 birds per hour. With that is not just the equipment, it's also uh, software that comes with it to make sure you have traceability, for example, from when the fish goes into the factory to when it goes out, uh, quality control services, um, but as well, let's say, making sure that you are uh, picking the best meats, you're optimizing your uh, food manufacturing process for what the customers are wanting out in the supermarkets, etc. So uh, Morel originally started 40 years ago in 1983 uh, as an idea in the University of Iceland, which is brilliant. And a lot of the founders of Morel have really worked for quite a long time. Uh, a few still with the company, but uh, are retiring, let's say, at the moment. Uh, we started within fish uh, for, let's say, simple things like scales uh, and also for being able to uh, process the fish on board vessels. Um, and fish is only now about uh, 11 or 12% of our business today. Really? And that's something that a lot of people in Iceland uh, do not know. They think that Morel is, is a fish company. Yes. But yeah. uh, we, we are really into fish, that's clear. I mean, <laughs> we're very happy to have fish as one of our segments that yeah. we are uh, serving and also with the importance of fish to the Icelandic economy. Um, but as well, I mean, poultry is about half of our business, really? meat processing about 30%, and then the remainder being uh, uh, plant-based okay. and pet food as well. And is that diversification that has happened over the 40 years, were you more of a fish-based company, for want of a better phrase, 40 years ago? Yeah, so we really started in fish, and uh, Morel is also a history of acquisition. So we have acquired quite a number of companies along the way. So we have acquired in poultry, in meat, uh, and most recently last year, a company in the U.S. Uh, that is the plant-based and pet food. So 
we have both grown quite significantly organically, uh, but as well through acquisitions. And that's really part of our, our strategy. Well, let's talk about 40 years. Celebrations going on to mark that? Yes. So uh, in March, we did a celebration. Um, we actually uh, had a management conference where we had uh, our top management in Iceland, uh, both to actually go through uh, a, a rollout of a new operating model that we have put in place uh, that we have also explained to the market a bit, uh, focusing on seven business divisions with how we serve the market to also better serve our customers. Um, and basically that culminated in uh, an event in Harpa on the Friday afternoon, uh, which was celebrating our, our 40th anniversary. And it was, let's say, quite Icelandic focused, given that it's an Icelandic company with a strong history in Iceland. And I mean, Morel uh, should also really be a, a moment of pride for the Icelandic people, mm. because this is an extremely, um, let's say, professional organization uh, that has 8,000 employees working across 30, uh, 30 countries. We are installing and have uh, provided equipment to uh, uh, companies that are in 140 different countries in the world. So uh, very, very global international presence. So it was, okay. it was great to celebrate our anniversary. It was very nice. And also a company like Morel, you can measure its success to an extent by the quality and the number of employees that it attracts from other parts of the world. I know the Icelandic government is keen to see quality skilled workers be attracted to Iceland. I think we're going to hear evidence of that in our in our show today. Yes, indeed. So, I, I mean, I would say based in Iceland, we have about uh, 800 employees and about 5% of those uh, are non-Icelandic backgrounds. So, and I, I think that will only grow over time, but uh, uh, I am a clear example of one of them. And there are many of my peers, some which you will uh, meet today as well. And everybody has a different story. Some came to Iceland through Morel, so they were working for us in another location. Mm -hmm. Others are in Iceland because they had a partner and... Uh, um, it's a great place to be able to, let's say, use the professional skills that you have really gotten elsewhere and wanting to work in a global and international environment. Well, I promised that we would speak to a variety of employees who've been here from various parts of the world uh, at Morel. And I've got uh, Dana Acevedo, Marketing Project Coordinator, who's from Mexico. Daniel Nidham, uh, Industry Sales Manager, born in Morocco. Uh, moved to France when he was very young, then moved to Iceland in 1991. And Bing Yu, business intelligence solutions architect, originally from China, but came here in 2007. So, Dana, let me start with you, because you came to Iceland in 2020 as a student and presumably liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great two years of being a student again, doing my master's degree in marketing. Uh, yeah, great two years of just, like, studying partying, yeah. <laughs> enjoying the country. And your job in marketing here is to market Morel to the world? Uh, well, I'm in the brand team. Branding. So we're working towards having the same branding all around the world. I'm a project, project marketing coordinator. So I'm in charge of controlling the time of 10 people. Uh, it's a, a team of designers, content mm. creators, and multimedia specialists. And yeah, as I said, we work towards the branding of the whole company yeah. around the world. And around the world, what sort of presence does Morel have? How well known is it in other countries? It's a big operation, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we are in uh, 30 countries. We are even in Mexico. How, had you heard of it before you came here? Had you heard of Morel before you came here? Actually, no. Yeah. No. But when I arrived here, uh, I know it's the biggest company in Iceland. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, I hear about it like 
maybe second day of school. Yeah. But now, before when I was in Mexico, not really. I was very surprised that we have uh, uh, offices there. Yeah, uh, this is the fortieth year of the company. There are celebrations. There have been celebrations going on. It seems like quite a fun place to work. Oh yeah, it is super fun. Uh, I think Mariel people actually care about their employees, mm-hmm. and they make the work like really fun. It's not only work, you know. Like every Monday when I go to work is just fun. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people can, or not everyone can say that. So that's quite a good thing, no. isn't it? No, no, no. The culture is so different, especially if you compare that to Mexico. Yeah. Like I was working in two other companies before and so different. All right. Well, Bing Yu is a business intelligence solutions architect who's been here since 2007. Bing, I must admit, I don't know what that means. What, <laughs> what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Business intelligence. <laughs> we feel like everyone should know. <laughs> so basically, I'll, I'll explain it uh, in the normal term. If you think of Mario, we are famous for growth, right? Mario has been expanding from 45 people in Iceland to over 8,000 over 30 countries now. Mm. And we acquire other companies as part of the strategy of growth. So we have a very complicated IT landscape. Mm -hmm. You have many, many different applications. So business intelligence, in the easy way to explain, is basically integrate all the data together, provide the company and the management the data in one place, governed, secured, and good quality, so that they can use the data to make decisions. Yeah. So that's what that's I do. do. Okay. Yes. And, and just talking to Dana there about the size of the company, and you've, you've amplified that, 45 employees to 3,000 3, employees, 8,000 employees 8, around the world. That is a lot to keep track of. And you think of how much the company has grown in the last 40 years. It's going to keep growing. Yes, exactly. And the landscape is just going to get more complicated. And if you think about Mario, even though we are just a manufacturing company, like uh, producing equipment, uh, parts and services, mm. but, uh, but uh, our goal is providing the good quality data and also making sure the food quality can be traced. That's yeah. one of our kind of focus. And we do that through data. Yeah. And uh, so basically what I do is data management, provide the kind of technical foundation for that work. I only worked for Mario for about two years now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before that, uh, I, I was mainly working for the banks in Iceland, right. Lanza Banki and Aryan Banki. Yeah. And so for the two years that you've been here, you've obviously joined in time for the 40th anniversary yes. celebrations. Yes. And, and maybe you want to echo what you heard from, from Dana there about this being a fun place to work and a good place to work. It, it is a really good place to work. I yeah. am feeling very happy in this environment. Uh, I think the main thing about fun is, is, is obviously one thing. We have team members from all over the world. So like uh, I work with people from, from India, from Netherlands, from you know, uh, Polish uh, colleagues every day. So different background. Yes. And uh, it's a really nice environment uh, in, with the team. And uh, also, yeah, it's a, it's a very, we have a very uh, kind of, how do I say, one of our value of Mario is yeah. unity. So that really reflect in how we work as a team. Yes. So you do feel trusted, you feel very safe in this environment. And also we provide a very innovative uh, environment for the team. Uh, that's another value of Mario. Yeah. So yeah. we basically, our value is unity, uh, unity, uh, Excellence and the innovation. 
Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that really reflect in how we worked here. Yeah, I mean, you could add diversity mm -hmm. to that, though, couldn't you? I suppose because you plainly are a company that employ a lot of people from various parts of the world. Dana, uh, do, do you think that that is something that makes this a good place to work? The fact that you've got employees from all over the world. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, when I first moved here, I thought that it was going to be very difficult to find a job where I could actually work, even though I just only speak Spanish and English. Mm -hmm. And I never imagined that I was going to arrive to this place where, the, of course, the corporate language is English. So, of course, it, yeah. it makes a <clears throat> huge difference. Uh, I want to bring in Daniel Nidham, who is industry sales manager. Daniel, we said that you uh, were born in Morocco. You moved to France when you were very young. You then moved to Iceland in 1991. So have you been in the country for all of that time since then? Yeah, quite uh, almost that. Um, I actually had uh, two periods of, uh, of uh, breakage uh, going back to work to France. Uh, first, when I was working in fish export for two years. Mm -hmm. And that was related to the acquisition of a French company. So then at that time, the, the, the company I worked for, Iceland Seafood, asked me to, to move to France and integrate that company into the group. Uh, so I was uh, instrumental to that. And uh, in the year 2009, I moved with a family to France on behalf of Morel and worked there as, um, as a head and uh, again merging and the uh, various entities that were purchased by Marel at that time into Marel France. Okay, and so now as the industry sales manager here in Garth what do you do? Uh, well, um, the way to describe my job is a supportive um, uh, function to the uh, sales uh, people abroad. So I have a, um, a limited uh, reach, which is the uh, south of Europe, and what we call the Great Middle East, which is a, which is a, a very large area uh, yeah. together with Africa. And what I bring is a, is a, a support based on the process and the process knowledge. So um, I evaluate the projects we work in and can come in with the, uh, with the possible improvements. And yeah. also if I see any flaws on what we're doing, just uh, raise the flags. Yeah. This is to all of you, so do, do come in if you've got an answer to this, but which are the emerging markets, which are the parts of the world that Morel is looking at next, would you say, in terms of, uh, in terms of the products that it produces? Who wants to come in on that? Daniel? Yeah, I can come on that. Um, well, first of all, uh, when we speak about products here in Morel, we, uh, we, of course, we manufacture and we provide services, but we also provide uh, digitalized services and also digitalized products, uh, which uh, gives us an incredible uh, reach uh, because, of course, these are non-material uh, products that you can export all over. So, well, what, what kind of things would you be talking about? Then? I'm talking about, uh, for example, the you know what uh, being described as her job is yes. exactly the same as we uh, provide to our customers. We okay. we provide them with the KPIs that make them uh, capable of taking the very important decisions in their jobs. And uh, the other thing is we we actually also. Uh, have modules that capture the data from the equipment to uh, to um, do preventive maintenance and uh, inform the customers when they when they actually have to replace their equipment or part of their equipment, and also to collect the data of what is the running time of their equipment. 
So it is, uh, it is, uh, it is very much today uh, going towards this revolution 4.0 that we've been talking about. We're just acting on that. And then regarding the markets, of mm. course, we're, you know, we're a, a company that's now 40 years old. And uh, in the old days, if you if you go back to the year 2000, when I started with Marel, mm. the markets we were looking at were South Europe, for example, to develop South Europe. But also we were looking at the uh, South American um, uh, continent. And Asia at that time was, was non-existent within Marel. We would sell maybe products to other countries. Mm. And then they would end up in Russia through the Russian vessels, uh, through, I meant to China, for example, with the Russian vessels. Mm. Um, but nowadays, uh, I would say Asia and uh, the South American continent okay. would be. Well, being just to go back to what Daniel was saying there about there being digital products mm -hmm. to export mm -hmm. here from Morel. Uh, you can maybe pick up a little bit on that as business intelligence solutions mm -hmm. architect. That shows, doesn't it? I mean, along with many other things, it shows just how much the company has diversified in 40 years. It starts off just as a processing company with 45 employees. It's now exporting digital solutions as well as everything else. Yeah, that's what I feel is one of the strengths of Mario. I see the company really, what's the word, resilient. So resilient in terms of we can anticipate, we can basically plan, we can adapt to all the changes. Uh, so, so talking about a digital product, uh, that's an not exactly in my domain, I'm more like inwards towards how to manage the data for the company. And uh, they were like the product part, they yeah. were outward managing the customer data. But the technology, how the vision, you can see it's the same. So, so yes, so I think uh, in Mario, you can, you can just see not only about the digitalization of the product, also the kind of industry, uh, you know, from fish, pottery, and now, you know, with the latest acquisition, yeah. you can see we're moving into the plant-based protein. So that is one of the strengths of yeah. Mario. I've been extremely um, proud of, uh, of how Marel uh, has been able to develop so many different characters. And uh, as a foreigner, I never felt as a foreigner. I immediately felt as a member of the team. Mm. Uh, all the uh, qualities that uh, people saw in me were actually th things that I thought were just uh, natural to me. Uh, so my language abilities uh, were welcome. And then I also saw a lot of different characters mm. uh, strive into this company. And I have to mention this gender fluidity that we have uh, because I've, I've seen a lot of our colleagues which are now in uh, directoral uh, positions. Uh, they started uh, at the same as, as I did in, in the very beginning with, uh, with a very basic position as, as employees. And uh, this company has done a lot to empower people. Dana, would you, you've been nodding along with that. Would you agree with that? I do. Actually, to me, everything changed when I started working in Mario. Uh, when I was studying, I think I had a lot of foreigners uh, friends so I was never like part of this Icelandic society but since I joined Mariel I feel that everyone has been so welcoming uh, cultural wise now I get even invitations to just like 
confirmations or graduations mm. just for Icelandic people with Icelandic people sorry and even though I can't speak Icelandic yet they have been very welcoming and I mean all Icelandic people can uh, speak English so yes well I wanted to ask about language actually Bing you've been here for quite some time since 2007 in Iceland it is a difficult language Icelandic isn't it Yes, it is, especially for me. I think you're really asking the wrong people about Icelandic. Oh, I no, don't... I'm asking the right person because I find it very difficult as well. Yeah, so I don't understand Icelandic still after living here for so long. So for me, being able to be in such an international environment, working with a very international, diverse team. Mm -hmm. So like uh, what we're saying, we don't feel like a foreigner here. We just fit in as part of the team. Mm -hmm. For me, that's just uh, invaluable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and does the language attract you at all? Is it something that you have tried to learn and found difficult? I, I love the language. I yeah. love the sound of the language. My, my kids growing up, you know, uh, as Icelandic kids. So, so I always encourage them to read in, mm -hmm. in Icelandic. But for myself, I tried all the evening courses. I even went to the university for a whole year without working to study Icelandic. But it's just my brain. I, mm -hmm. I, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't grasp. Uh, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people find that, though, with Icelandic, that it, it, it isn't a language you can just immerse yourself in. It does require a lot of study. There's lots of grammar. Um, is that something that you found, Daniel? You've you know, been here for a long time, off and on. Yeah, I'm a kind of a monkey see, monkey do person, and uh, I have a good ear for languages, so I picked Icelandic within about three years. I was able I'm to... so jealous. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was able to speak and make sense, uh, but the first years, of course, are very difficult. Yeah, yeah. And people saying I'm fluent now, but I, I don't believe it yet. And Dana, on the branding, on the perception of what a company like Marel is around the world, how, how do you go about branding it? What do you want the company to look and appear like in other countries? I guess, first of all, what we are working about is to look and feel the same all around, all around the world. So people are um, recognizing our logo everywhere, especially because we have been acquiring some brands recently. By adding our logos on everything, on all the new companies, it's really important. It's really important for us that people recognize us. Would you, would, you, would you say that Marel is, I mean, you're going to say yes, but is it, <laughs> is it the best of what it does around the world? Is it the company that you would turn to if you want the kind of product that Marel can offer? Yeah, of course yeah, I'm going to say yes, but, <laughs> but definitely. I mean, I've yeah. seen how the machines work. Yes. Uh, we... Something that we also do is videos about the, ma the machine. So I've, I have seen how they work. I know that we have the best quality in our products. So yeah. definitely. I had something about our quality of the product. Just a little story I yes. heard. You know, Maria started with this weighing machine, right? So I heard one of our like uh, old customer once in the factory, they had an explosion. So everything f flied over everywhere. And our weighing machine ended up on the ceiling. And after they took our weighing machine down, it was still working. That wow. showed you the quality of our product and with the new product, I'm pretty sure yeah. we, we keep up now, with the quality. On the scales, I had heard as well that Morel offers its weighing devices, its scales, to hospitals. And there are Icelandic babies who have first been weighed on the scales made here. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's a uh, general yeah. practice, uh, yeah. and uh, many people have their baby's picture on the wheel, uh, the weighing machine. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. Yeah. And we have a seven years warranty on the scales. Uh, so, so the child can be weighed up to seven years in yeah, exactly. total accuracy. But I mean, on all the scales, this, ah. is, this is just how much we believe on the sturdy and uh, quality, uh, you know, is, is, it's, yeah. Yeah. they're absolutely, uh, are also a very good point of entry for the customers to discover what Marel has to offer. And uh, so we, we cherish them. They, they are the, you know, the base on which this company was, yeah. was built. Marel, mm -hmm. short for? Marine Electronics. Ah, okay, okay. And, and what's interesting is that maybe 40 years ago, people wouldn't have thought about the electronics bit so much. Yeah, I mean, everything started just with a scale, yeah. um, scale that changed everything for the Marines. I do have a rather difficult question for all three of you because this is the 40th anniversary year and there are celebrations going on throughout the year. But I know that you're all heading out for darts and wings tonight. <laughs> This being a Friday as we sit here and record this. So who is the best darts player? Either among the three of you or in the entire company. Who wants to take that? I guess it's Daniel. I think he has the best Oh, no, no pressure then, no pressure. No, I, I can feel the pressure because I, I absolutely, I'm worthless at, at throwing darts. Uh, they absolutely <laughs> fly everywhere. And I, 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 if, I, if I had the chance... We need to stand, stand behind him today. <laughs> I, I, I would have chosen bowling because there I, ah. I really have a chance. I'm very competitive, but at darts, I just, I'm just going to have a lot of yeah. fun. Who chose darts then? Whose idea was that? Must be Stacy. She's, you know, determined <laughs> to win tonight. Must be Stacy. So she must be the best then. Yeah. yeah well, she, she's the boss. She's gone back yeah. upstairs, so she, she, can't, she can't defend herself from that suggestion. But listen, have a great night tonight. Enjoy the rest of the 40th anniversary. Dana, Daniel, Bing, thank you very much. And of course to Stacy as well, Chief Financial Officer, uh, who kicked off our conversation here at Morel in Gardabaya in its 40th anniversary year. This is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. You can get in touch anytime. We are English at ruv.is. You're listening to the Ruv English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.